Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, joined by Justin Wells of Inside Texas. Uh, rapid reactions brought to you by Adam Lowy and the Lowy Law Firm. Justin, uh, of all the people on Inside Texas, you're the only one that called for a true Longhorn blowout. And that's exactly what we got last night in Austin. Uh, the Longhorns taking down the Red Raiders 57-7. to uh, A fond farewell uh, to our Red Raider friends. Uh, what what made you think that this was going to go this way? Uh, and then what did you think of the game itself? It was expected to me because uh, just 365 days of animosity. The way Joey McGuire and Tech had kind of handled themselves – um, the fact that Texas couldn't didn't have a Big 12 championship berth yet because the scenario and the rules keep changing. Like it was just a, a culmination of stuff that I think built up and added up. And, and and Texas, I think, really wanted this game. I think they had this edge about this game from 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 start to finish. Both sides of the ball, all three phases were dominant. All three phases were responsible for scoring. Um I just felt like Texas was not only a lot better team, but that Tech kind of had this coming. And that's why that prediction prediction was pretty easy. You mentioned all three phases scored, one of which was the special teams. Uh, it started off with a good uh, Xavier Worthy punt return. Then Michael Taft gets a punt block. Uh, then another punt return from Xavier Worthy. And then the third quarter comes and Keelan Robinson absolutely uh, lets them have it. Uh, he runs through Lubbock, uh, as Joey McGuire would like to say, all the way for a touchdown. Uh, special teams were truly special, and I think probably the unsung hero of uh, last night's game. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it begins and ends with Burt Auburn. I mean, I think yes. what is he at 19 consecutive field goals right now. I believe it's the Texas record, uh, or program record, rather. Um, you know, because Texas was having a little bit of a hard time not moving the ball, but, but getting in the end zone. That first touchdown, it seemed like, okay, the red zone woes are probably gone. And then the next quarter and a half reminded you they're not. Uh, but Burt Auburn's just been, you know, clutch. And I feel like they just keep pushing it back and back. The 54-yarder was, 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 was nothing but net. And so – to me, it's all it's Bert Auburn. I think that's the one you have to begin with. Of course, you block a punt. That's a big deal in special teams. You run back a kickoff. That's a big deal in special teams. But but top to bottom, um, I think you have to give that guy credit uh, just because, um, you know, every winning football team ever has had a pretty good kicker. That's and true. when it comes to it, even before Texas was blowing out Tech, which they were going to, they had to do it three, sometimes three points at a time, six points at a time, nine points at a time. It was that patience and, and, and Auburn's ability to really just be clutch at the right time. I, I look at it in uh, one of the things you mentioned or we talked about just then uh, was the touchdown by Keelan Robinson to start the third quarter. Not many people realize this, but Texas actually had a touchdown to start the second quarter. Uh, the 60-something, 69-yard run by Jaden Blue. Uh, he kind of punctuated a great night from the running backs, and it was running back by committee. Blue, of course, went over 100 yards, uh, but Trey Wisner had a good night. Uh, C.J. Baxter had a good night before going out uh, with injury. 
Uh, Savion Red came in and spelled them both, spelled all of those guys, and had a good night. What did you think of the Texas rush game, which rushed right at 300 yards on the night, uh, just absolutely destroying Texas Tech's defense? They rushed for, what, was it 303 yards or whatever? And their starting running back only had, what, 45? That's what's telling to me. C.J. Baxter came in and, and did well, but <laughs> it was everybody else. They had an entire quarter of Trey Wisner. That should tell you just how dominant that was. But Jaden Blue was the, the story. Yeah, Keelan Robinson had some big plays and big moments. I thought Baxter ran well, too. But Blue has seen showed that, that burst that we've seen glimpses of in small pieces and little sample sizes for the, about the last year and a half. I think Blue has really shown that. And Texas has shown confidence in Blue. Choice and these guys and Sark has shown how much they do rely on the guy. They've given him more responsibility. They've given him more uh, to, on his plate. And now Jaden Blue's going to go into, you know, before they, you know, they, they're going to, whatever they do in 2023, Big 12 championship game, bowl game, potential playoff, that remains to be seen. What I know is that no matter what, Jaden Blue's going to be in the conversation come in the springtime. And I think that is exactly what Sark wants in his Pete Carroll-like building of a team. He wants competition at its finest at each spot. And running back's going to have it come this spring. Jaden Blue is the main reason. That kid is – he's been the fastest tailback for a while. But the 69-yard run, I mean, who needs red zone problems when you can just – Kill those. <laughs> yeah. When you can score from outside 60, you're pretty good. Hey, uh, Justin, we've got a bunch of topics here. The debut of Arch Manning, I got that. Uh, the offensive line, their game. I thought the, the youth we saw in the fourth quarter is another uh, piece. Uh, then we have the seniors going out. I want to talk about all of that. Uh, but before we get to that, I want to talk about the defensive line pressure that we saw. Um, yes, Taj Brooks got his yards, and he, he I think he finished with 95 yards on the night. But I thought the pressure that Baron Morton had to face uh, from the defensive front of Texas, whether it was uh, one of the down four down linemen, uh, be it Baron, I uh, be it uh, Byron Murphy, Tavondre Sweat, Alfred Collins, or the linebackers, uh, Anthony Hill in particular, I just I just felt like. Tech was just under pressure all night long. And Baron Morton, you know, they he threw for less than three yards per attempt, which is just a, a ridiculous figure. Tech was outmanned. It was it was what you call a – it's the quintessential mismatch. The, from start to finish, I don't know if there's anybody on Tech's team that would ever start at Texas. I don't but know if there's boy, anybody over there that would play. No. Not after I saw Jaden Blue go Blue's Clues on that place. Listen, I, I, the D-line, that's where it begins and ends. And I think if there is a mismatch, that's the most obvious spot. And I think that's why we're seeing if, if you know, Taj Brooks, he earned his yards. That guy, and, and trust me, I guarantee you, there's a few Texas defenders that are sore from hitting him that will be, tomorrow, that will be rather, uh, in, you know, the next day. Uh, I just I think they're just dominant, Bobby, and I think Texas Tech 
<laughs> just couldn't match up any which way but loose when it came yep. to, to the to that front. And and then that's why Sweat and Murphy and these guys are are so highly acclaimed and, and they're doing so well. It's because they come in here with an edge, with a chip, and they play lights out and sweat just proved it again. Um yeah, I, I just think it's outmanned. I just think I, <laughs> Texas Tech just doesn't have the, the bodies. They just don't have the depth, and they don't have the, the stars. And I, I, I know I'm just – I think the Red Raiders are going to be – should be very uh, happy that this series is going to be over in the immediate future because Texas is about to go on a run, Bobby, and this thing isn't going to get any prettier. Yep, 57-7 uh, to 7 is uh, – that's, that's, that's enough said – now, I want to ask you a little bit more about uh, one thing about those that run you think may be coming from Texas. But uh, first of all, I need to say thank you to our sponsor, Adam Lowy. Each and every Rapid Reactions brought to you by Adam Lowy and the Lowy Law Firm. He's been helping injured Texans for decades. Uh, if you have been injured on the job or in a car wreck and think you need a consultation to see if you're due compensation, uh, give Adam a shout at 512-280-0800 or visit him at LoweyLawFirm.com. That's LoweyLawFirm.com. You know, we talk about this, you know, I I looked at the offensive line in the fourth quarter and they were all, I mean, I think the oldest one was a sophomore, right? And that was Cole Hudson at the time. Uh, Then you you look at quarterback and it was Arch Manning making his debut. You had Savion Red, Trey Wisner out there looking, doing his best impersonation of Jamal Charles, to be frank. Um, Derek Williams, Manny Muhammad making an interception, Anthony Hill uh, being an absolute menace. You looked around, Justin, and it, it sure looked like Texas had a lot of young players on the field, and they were still running up the score on the Red Raiders. Yeah, I, I thought it was funny. The analysts towards the end would, would make comments like, I wonder if Texas is still going to try to you know move the ball. I wonder if they're going to still try to throw it. And the answer was, yeah. Um, I think people should have expected that. Quinn Ewers even mentioned it after the game. You know, the comments by, by Brett Yormark, the, the commissioner of Big, Big 12, and, and those and the things about Joey, he said, you know what? That that was that was some nonsense. That was very uncalled for. And it's, yeah, it's something they thought about. And so, it, you know what? Sark has figured out a way to, to let these guys keep finding self-motivation, keep finding a, an edge, keep finding reasons. Because the, over the course of a long season, man, you want to li- win 11 games in a regular season, you got to have a very cool and calm and medium temperament. I think Sark does, and I think that's where you're getting it also, kind of from that, that group as well. But – uh, it, the freshmen aren't freshmen, man. They 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 don't they didn't play like it when they got here. Got to Austin in the spring, they made an impression in in the summer. They've made an impact on this season. Um, it's it, it it's really it's a testament to Sark and the staff, not just development, but picking the right guys, young guys that are mentally capable of coming in. Derek Williams coming in and making a quick impact. Um, you know, like an Anthony Hill, you know, goes guys, guys of that sort. Manny Muhammad had an interception. 
And and it was a he it was a steal your girl away type ball. Like you just don't see that 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 much. And I, I love that part about it. Terrence Brooks had another one on the other side. He's still young, even though we we refer to him now as as the elder statesman. Uh, he will be in that locker room next year. Um, it's they're just they're just talented, Bobby. They've got certain spots. They've got really good youth and depth and. These kids have bought in, and you know what? It's the locker room's a lot better. Practices are a lot better when when your Trey Wisners are getting run in the game. And let me tell you something: they were playing the, the the backups in the third quarter, a good chunk of the third quarter. Jamon Tap, uh, I mean, right off the bat, the guy gets on the field and makes a play. He smells uh, a tackle for loss. It's just sort of in his nostrils, just the way it goes. <laughs> And so I just think it's a combination of, of a lot of this youth playing up to its ability. Sark getting a lot of reps for these younger guys as well. Um, and now they're starting to play like they're not freshmen. They're playing with confidence. Anthony Hill Jr. does not play like he's new. Uh, Malik Muhammad does not. Neither does Derek Williams. And that's just the defensive side of the ball. These guys are, are tough. And I, I think that all begins with the, with the older guys as well. Yeah, I, I would say this. Uh, one of the things I noticed uh, on, uh, on on Friday night, uh, the Longhorns just they don't seem to the drop off is not that great. Now, um, Arch Manning came in uh, and, you know, led the team on a what an eight minute drive, uh, completed a couple of passes, one to Jonte Cook, uh, another to Casey Kane but let him down the field and really had a, a nice drive. He actually also had a first down run on his first drive in the third quarter. So they, they just kept moving the ball consistently all night long. Uh, even when the young guys went in there, I mean, Jaden Chapman, I think we saw his first real action uh, on uh, Friday night. Uh, other guys like uh, Neto, Umeo Zulu looked really good. Cam Williams looked good again. Uh, they just got so many young guys right now that keep keep going. All right, I want to talk a, a, about a couple other things. I uh, want to get to the seniors. Uh, I also want to mention this. One of the things I thought they did differently, Justin, on, on Friday night, they actually rolled up the cornerbacks and played man coverage when, when Ryan Watts went out. They not only rolled up Malik Muhammad, or Manny Muhammad and uh, Terrence Brooks, uh, leading to two eventual interceptions. Gavin Holmes also got in the mix too and uh, got, I mean, he's playing man coverage to the field side uh, and uh, really tried to play bump and run and, and played well. Does Tech just not have the receivers or is this something that we're seeing Texas evolve with as the season wears on? Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook Games. Both um, Texas guys are getting a little bit better. Obviously, you do that when you when you when you win at the rate they are, and their numbers are really pretty. They're pretty impressive on both sides of the ball. If you look at their stats and PFI and stuff like that across the board. Um, I think it's both, but also, you know, with Sark's bunch, with, with Tech is just – that's why I'm, Joe Cook and Ian Boyd and I were so surprised when Joey McGuire said as much as he did at the Big 12 Media Days. He spoke like he had a guy, like he had a bunch of dudes. He came to that, to, to, to that, to that you know, media – availability with, with this confidence, which you want to see if you're a tech fan and a tech coach and an alum and things of that sort. You want to see that if you're you're big big in Lubbock and things of that sort. But they don't. The players are not anywhere near or on the same planet. There's name one of those players besides Taj Brooks that would even play in a Texas offense. Like I, I can't. And it's and and <laughs> They haven't had those receivers, those really dangerous. I mean, it's they've had a few here and there, but look, the Mike Leach era has been way gone by now, and there's just not a lot of guys. Patrick Mahomes, quarterback, that's about the end of the list. You know, they yeah. do a whole lot of damage outside of maybe Eric Umiuzu, uh, Uenzama, and, and and a few of other guys. I just don't think they have talent. I, this is not a. This is. They they need to recruit. Uh, they need to they need to do a some portal big time portal maneuvering. And this is going to go into Joey's third year now. And you go from a bowl team to you could potentially have a losing record if you lose your bowl in in season two. And so now I think there won't be any fire underneath him because out in Lubbock they 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 think he's doing a, a tremendous job. But Bobby, the talent was was massive difference. Like I maybe as much as the BYU game, maybe as much as the Iowa State. Like it was no talent, and that but that's that's kind of what they're dealing with in Lubbock right now. And Texas completely smelled blood and, and took control. Got it, um, Justin. Uh, I've got to ask you the, the thing that I take away from a, a night like this, where Texas uh, wins uh, when. Texas goes 11 and one, clinches the Big 12 uh, regular season title, sets itself up for a Big 12 championship appearance, as well as a possible college football playoff run. I look at the guys like Jalen Ford, uh, Jade Barron, uh, you know, even Christian Jones, these Jordan Whittington, these guys that have been around the program and remember what it was like when Tom Herman was around. Um, and then take and go five and seven with their first year with Sark. And now they're sitting here at 11 and one and moving in the right direction towards all these goals that they've had for themselves. It's almost like it's, it's too good to be true in some ways. Right. I mean, that's, 
that's really what you have to wonder is, is this a situation where Texas is just, you know, got to pinch themselves or has it been all of the hard work a little bit, uh, not a little bit, but a lot uh, behind the scenes with these players being developed and the coaching staff coaching them. I, I tend to think it's the, the latter uh, where Texas just put in a lot of work and effort and done it in a smart way that, has helped guys like Jalen Ford become a theoretically. It's that, but it, I, they have a perfect mixture right now, Bobby, of of veterans, of middle, of of guys that have been there a couple years, uh, you know, with experience, and then that youth. The last two years, the last two classes, they've come in almost half the class early enrollees, and they've competed. To me, I think it's like a it's like a powder keg. It's each kind of facet of that you know what you know Jalen Ford the big question was how was he going to play without DeMarvion Overshone that was a legitimate question because Overshone did a whole lot of a lot of work his senior year Anthony Hill re-energized that room and I think it, that combination is huge because you know what you're going to see in two years Anthony Hill is going to be in Jalen Ford's spot and there's going to be another guy that comes in it's 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 a, almost a symbolic, like a sign of a, of a really healthy program. Um, I think that's what you get from this group. Yeah, I'm with you. Like Jalen Ford, there's some guys that pay their dues, like you said, Christian Jones, Byron Murphy, Tavondre Sweat, and Jet Bush. You know, you, you want to root for a guy. You talk about you talk about the, a pick six, a, a big sack when the game was still relatively close. Um, you know, to, you know, tip of the cap to that to that gentleman, Jordan Whittington. He is if he hadn't shown how important he is over the last two games, I don't, you know, right when you needed it, you know, he's kind of been that. And they've got those young guys underneath them, Jonte Cook making, like you said, made that play with, with Arch. You see a glimpse into the new age with those young guys as well. And so it, to me, it's, it's, it is hard work, but it's also a pinch yourself type deal because I think it's a perfect storm of, of, of senior leadership on that defensive side of the ball and just enough confidence and playmaking ability and, and, and really just dudes to get it going on offense. That's why, you know, I think Eric, our, our buddy wrote it last night. I think he said, you know, on any given night, Texas can probably beat anybody in the country. And there's some truth to that. And that's what to me is, is it, it's development. It's pinch yourself. It's depth. But Bobby, it's it to me, it's just a pretty dang good time in Austin right now. All right. I want to talk a little Arch Manning, but first I want to say thanks one more time uh, to Adam Lowy and the Lowy Law Firm. He's been helping injured Texans for a couple of decades now. If you've been injured on the job or in, or in a car wreck and think you need a consultation, give him a call. He'll give you a free one, 512-280-0800, or reach out to him at lowylawfirm.com. All right, Justin, the question I have about Arch Manning, you covered him as well and as authoritatively as anyone coming out of, of, of his recruitment. What did you think of his de debut on Friday night? I think, <laughs> I think he would look a lot better against Tech than he would have if he had played earlier this year. I think it was good that he took a while for him to, to get in the mix a little bit. I think it was good that Tech's defense was – I mean, they didn't quit, but, man, the, 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 there was no good job, good effort. 
I think that helped. <laughs> and like you said, I think the backup offensive line, just being able to maul people, pretty much unfair whenever you throw the guys out there. Arch Manning looked like he was having fun. Arch Manning had a little kick. You know what I've noticed about Arch? You know, we know that he's athletic. He's a big kid with a trunk, but, man, he still can move for his size. He's got – he's in between Peyton and Eli when it comes to that. He's, he's just a big kid. But I think he's had so many practices with Quinn Ewers and Malik Murphy throwing so hard in the, with the velocity that they used. He put some – some fire on some of these couple of these balls where I guarantee you Casey Kane's going, dude, calm down. Just chill. You know, he had one to Jonte Cook that I think it buzzed, it put a line through his hair. It like buzzed his helmet. And so I think he had fun. I think he was a little jazzed up, but I also think he didn't make any mistakes. And that's what you should probably get used to. Arch Manning is a quarterback that is as prepared as any kid before they go into the into the game. And at the end of the day, I think Sark was the most tickled because I think this is something he's been trying to get him in in games for the last month. I know he's been taking second team reps since Oklahoma, you know, in some spots as being the backup, actually, before Murphy even played, uh, came in for yours. Like there's a lot there was a lot of buildup there. And I think they wanted to get him in that kind of a situation. And there was not a better circumstance than facing who they faced when they faced him. Arch looked like a kid that's that's probably going to be ready, and he's probably going to be your backup going into the SEC in uh, come come August. Gotcha. Uh, all right. Uh, I thought he looked good, uh, moved well or very well, in my opinion. Uh, did not make any key mistakes. Took care of the ball. And to your point. He had some mustard on those balls. I mean, he was he was waiting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Justin, that's going to do it. Uh, we'll talk again uh, later this week. Uh, of course, we have uh, the grading the horns coming later today. Uh, the Longhorns advance to the Big 12 title game uh, with a 57 to 7 win over uh, the Texas Tech Red Raiders, leaving the Texas Tech Red Raiders in the dust in the Big 12 uh, forever. All right, for Justin Wells, I'm Bobby Burton. Thanks also to Adam Lowy of the Lowy Law Firm for his uh, sponsorship. For Justin Wells, I'm Bobby Burton. Hook them. <laughs>